This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, where lifelong Lions fans, Bob. All right, let's go, Lions fans. The Jared Goff era has begun. Connor. Hey, let's bite some kneecaps. Detroit versus everybody, baby. UJ. A new era in Detroit has begun, people. So get on the train or get left behind. Rudd Dog. This is going to be an unprecedented era of Detroit Lions respect. And I'm Big Z. It's a new era of Detroit Lions football. It's going to be one hell of a season. We'll be drinking the blue Kool-Aid with Dan Campbell all year long. Predictions. Thoughts, reactions, everything we got to hear. Sit back, relax, and grab your Kool-Aid, fans. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back recording this tonight after the Lions lose in one of the most imaginative ways possible. Uh, you, <laughs> when, when you're just talking to people, it's just like the Lions found another creative way to lose <laughs> and this might top them all uh anyways Lions lose on a 66 yard field goal 19 to 17 to the baltimore ravens uh we'll be talking about this whole game but first let's get to the blue kool-aid crew so i'm big z let's get to the rest of the crew so we got connor hey uj hey everybody red dog yo and bob hello there all right gentlemen like I said, 66 yard, uh, <laughs> just unbelievable, historic unbelievable. loss uh, because no one else has made it a kick that far ever in NFL history. <laughs> and it went off the crossbar and up and over. Do we want to talk about the kick or do we want to talk everything that led up to the kick? Yeah. Let's start. I think we should start at the Lions getting in the red zone with under two minutes. And then running the ball three straight times into the teeth of the defense to purposely make Baltimore use their timeouts. And pretty much, I I like to put it as playing not to lose more than Mm -hmm. playing to win. Agreed. Very conservative. I mean, what what I would have done. Is that a frustrating approach to you? Uh, This is kind of Dan Campbell's first test in this type of scenario. I found it a bit frustrating, (laughs) especially uh, you just want to see that aggression. Though, I mean, I think logically this whole thing st- like stands up. It wasn't necessarily technically the bad call, but it was a very conservative call. And they should it should have worked out, but, you know, yeah. And he wanted to put... Yeah, I don't want... I did, oh, sorry. I was going to say, he put Dan Campbell, explained it. He wanted to put the ball in Lamar Jackson's hands because he felt like the defense was going to step up and stop him. And he was right. Yeah, statistically normally. Until he'd be right. <laughs> no, I I don't have too much of a problem with that part uh, as far as running it three times because uh, actually it played out the way he wanted it to. It's just what came after which bothers me more. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let, I'm I'm gonna give him a slide on that on the going conservative in that last couple minutes. 
because mm-hmm. they did they did get the lead with a minute left. Uh, they had no timeouts, so uh, I'm not too bad with that. What came after that bothers me. Are we cutting him too much slack that? though? Like if Patricia had done the same thing, I feel like we'd be going a lot harder on him right now. I don't know. Well, we we saw three they, years of it from Patricia. This is only three games into the, the Campbell era. So they did get him same decision, deep. Though. They got him deep in fourth and nineteen. You know, so they they did have a good plan going until their call yeah. on fourth down. Yeah, yeah what do we three. think about them running three, uh, rushing three guys? Uh, horrible, horrible, worst, worst thing ever. You see I it mean, happen. God, so I don't understand. I was so it. mad. Yeah. I was so mad before that play even started. I couldn't. You can't give Lamar Jackson twenty seconds to throw. You gotta force no. something. He could have stood. He could have stood back there for another ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, that was the biggest fault of the whole game. Yeah, I, I've never understood why. Uh, Defense coordinators rush only three people on uh, obviously like you know a long pass with limited time left. Uh, you can't give uh, any professional that them, especially a you know a former MVP candidate that much time or MVP uh, winner uh, to to throw the ball. You just can't. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I mean. And Lamar Jackson said Dan Campbell calling the timeout uh, helped set up that play because they were kind of uh, discombobulated. Like, they they had enough time to set up a play uh, and stuff, and, and without that timeout, they wouldn't have been able to to do well, that. Well, I don't, I don't have a problem with the timeout. I mean – I know. I'm the, just quoting what Lamar Jackson said. No, I'm just saying we wanted to get the defense perfect for that situation. Obviously, they didn't do it right, but the fact that they took a timeout to get ready for it, I don't have a problem with. And that and the refs, I know we're gonna get to this, they also helped uh, pretty much seal the game for us. They yeah. did let the yeah. uh and that did affect right. the game, so it's not like some crying uh thing. Well they, we'll add it to the list. It's another one added to the long list of Lions getting screwed by the refs mm-hmm. in in a call that affected the final outcome of the game. And the Lions are always on the wrong end of it. They're never on always. the right side of it, they're always on the wrong end of it. I mean, yeah. it was obvious. The announcer was counting it down. Everybody <laughs> saw delay of game. If you guys didn't the, see this, but the league still was... has not apologized to the Lions for that. By the way, I just don't understand how that even. They're tired of apologizing to the Lions. They're they're always apologizing. Yeah. We're not apologizing anymore. I'll let you guys. <laughs> I don't even want an apology. <laughs> like it, it's meaningless, anyways. Now we yeah, got to get to the point where that doesn't matter anymore. That's the problem. And I mean, we were close in this game. And, you know, if you look at it another way, too, uh, that receiver Brown, Marquise Brown, right? He, he dropped, what, three potential touchdowns? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Well, there was mistakes I mean, on both sides, but that's the ref taking it out of our hands. I mean, you, the, no, you're right. We had Bob. mistakes you're, you're like right. false starts on fourth down where they shouldn't have. You know, a lot of stupid things that screwed us up on our own part. Right. So they made some mistakes. Yeah. Which just equals out. But the refs are not involved with that, and they shouldn't be. <laughs> right. Bullshit. Why can't that be reviewable? A play like that. I was talking about that I mean, with somebody today. Yeah, it's weird what is reviewable yeah. and what's not. You can review mm-hmm. 12 people on the field. Um, you you can't review a hit to the helmet. I think it's just weird. Uh, certain things that you can't review. Yeah, that seems like something some that should be obvious, though. They were trying to make some kind of excuse, like, well, maybe they weren't synced up with the clock or something. You know, I mean, aren't they all looking at the same clock? I mean, right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't buy it. And there's been no proof no, that it wasn't synced. So right, exactly. <laughs> um, man. So let let's go. So the Lions go down thirteen nothing in this game. Ten nothing at half. Brutal first half of uh, 
offensive yeah, football. The Lions fun. defense actually stepped up. Do we want to get started the defense yeah. side or the offensive side? Yeah. Let's start defense. The defense. Yeah, yeah. Let's go defense. Let's go to the defense because the Lions, yeah. uh, you know, pretty much held the Ravens in check for the most part. Uh, Ravens only 116 rush yards on 22 attempts. So five yards a carry, but really, I mean, really limited them, I thought, for the most part. Only five yards a carry. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but 30 <laughs> something, that was no. uh, Jax's one run. So, yeah, no, I think they did play better for yeah. sure this week. Yeah, and a, a, a big part of that, I don't know, or I don't know if it's a big part because Derek Barnes Bar- is actually our lowest rated defender on the week. But hell of an Reeves, offense J- to go against, though, in your first game. Jalen Jalen Reeves Maven actually looked pretty good in this game, I he must did. say. Uh, yeah. And that th- him and Barnes split um, split time on the field, twenty eight and twenty seven, I believe, was the split between the two. Oh wow! And uh, Reeves Maven looked really good. And th- th- when I say split time, uh, replacing Jamie Collins on the field. Yeah, Jamie Collins was not missed. No, he was Maybe. not. Uh, no, we did not miss. The, it, we did not miss a parking it, cone out there. So, no. Anzalone actually looked a little better. Looked a little better. He did. He looked much improved. I uh, had a big yeah. sack at, at the late part in the game. Uh, yeah, leading yeah. the team in tackles again. AJ Parker was really good. Yeah, yeah. the secondary as a whole, uh, I thought a played bit. pretty good until they. I mean, they had that they one busted plays. coverage, but the young secondary looked good. They held up pretty good for the Don't most. Don't give part. me those PFF numbers. Parker made some plays out there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he did make some plays, it. but he got burned on yeah. a couple. Uh, yeah. They didn't give that many points, so. Uh, yeah. Well, like hey, you know, UJ said, Marquise Brown helped us uh, in that regard. Hey, you know who else we didn't yeah. miss either? And this kind of hurts me to say that. It's Trey Flowers. Uh, hey, we actually uh, didn't miss him in this game. I didn't even notice. That Austin Bryant stepped up. I thought I thought. He yeah, Austin Bryant stepped well. up with the sack in this game. Yeah. Um, our top-rated pass rusher was Julian Aquara in this game. He had, yeah. he had the most pressures out of anybody. Both of Julian? Them good out there. Really? Julian Aquara, yes. Yeah. Wow. Those, are, those brothers could be a force, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. It was just, ro- I, well. it was yeah, just a, nice a to see Julian Aquara getting like a role on the defense for once on being yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> He's been largely absent since we drafted him just because of injuries and such. Um, but it, it was really nice to see him out there uh, affecting the game in, in some degree. Yeah, him and Bryant, yeah, the young guys. Yeah, Panasini had a nice deflection on a play. And I don't know if he did yeah. anything else really in this game, but he did have a pass deflection at the very least. Hey, he got a compliment out of you, Z. That's that's something. That is something. <laughs> Panasini. <laughs> You've had it in for him since day one. Had it in for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you say one negative thing about something, you had it in for him forever. Yep. All you right. say one nice thing about a player, he's your guy. We you know, know you've been plotting his demise since we drafted him. <laughs> Um, Bobby Price uh, played in this game. Um, he was our second quarterback. What do we think about his performance? He, could, he did get burned a couple times and we got lucky. Uh, but he also yeah. had a couple nice plays. So Solid, A little say. up and down. Uh, but we, he definitely got away with some, uh, you know, getting burned down the field a couple times. But, hey, we'll take it, you know. Uh, maybe maybe they, that was part of the game plan. This guy has no hands. Marquise Brown has dropped a lot in his career. Um, yeah, the game plan. Let him just run wide open and hope one goes to him. <laughs> well, you know, I think the secondary's play reflected our improved line play. To be honest with you, I mean, our, our line, our rush was better this this game, more pressure, and uh, it showed in our defensive backfield. I think they were able to cover a little better. So overall, I mean, yeah, there were a few misplays here and there, but uh, I think overall, a fairly solid game for those guys. I'd agree. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, Tracy Walker, I thought, played really well in this game, too. Uh, definitely a step up for him in this game. He was all over the field. And, uh, and Lamar Jackson did not throw his way once in this game as well. So that's always a good sign as a defender. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're looking at where the rebuild is right now, I know we lost, which sucks, but I kind of like the direction the way these players are playing. I think we're kind of undermanned on defense, just we need better players. But the players we have all played really hard, I thought. I was Definitely. I was impressed with the Definitely the effort. Oh, Awari uh, had an interception too. He deserves a shout out. Absolutely, yeah. Awari yeah. was a yeah, one of our better players in the field, and he, he definitely stepped up and played like a number one corner in this game for sure. How about your boy Harris, though? <laughs> Will Harris? Do we do we get it? Yeah. Uh, Wasn't his worst uh, game. <laughs> He's had worst games. That's not saying much. Just but, uh, remember for the one play, I think maybe very end of the game. <laughs> I think that was his guy with it. It wouldn't shock me. I, I need to go back. Yeah. It, it sucks. Uh, NFL Game Pass doesn't put the all 22 up so it's still hard to watch these games like rewatch them and like learn what's going on in the field really frustrating NFL game pass get your shit together it, it's really frustrating you pay all this money and you don't even get the big, you know the things that you paid for big z has decreed it get your shit together <laughs> it's not just me it's a lot of people out there that paid for this the service the, the NFL screwing uh, the fans over <laughs> Yet again, new. yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, Levi Wuzureke played 14 snaps in this game. Um, only McNeil 13 snaps, so not too much work for them. Then more work went to Nick Williams, he was out there 42 snaps, and Brockers 45. Wow, so the, yeah. the young guys, uh, still just backup rotational guys at the moment, uh, largely, but maybe they'll get a bigger role as we go on in the season here because Nick, Nick Williams is a little up and down, uh. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd rather see McNeil or uh, Muzurike out there a little bit more. Me too. Well, they played pretty well this week. I mean, yeah, we limited the points. Exactly. That's like one of their better efforts in a while, or defensively. I do got to yeah. say, we got lucky yeah. on a few big drops, though. That game could have. That happens every game. Different. That's true. Not like, that. like this. I don't know. That felt like he had money on the Lions. Marquez, I don't know. But. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, draft game. <laughs> um, yeah. Two guys that played out there every snap, uh, there was only four guys. Four guys. So Anzalone, Bobby Price, uh, Warrior, and then Romeo Aquara was out there every snap this game. Wow. Was our He's third highest rated player. So Romeo Aquara, a uh, really good game out of him. If we can get that out of him going forward, especially this upcoming week against a, a Bears offense that just gave up nine sacks against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> We can oh, get to that yeah. game. That'll be really this fun the to time. talk about the Bears. That, that, that D-line's got to be licking their chops, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Sunday coming up. Absolutely. Um, bad. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, week two of football is in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers one $150 instantly when they bet only $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now on your iPhone or Android and place a bet of $1 on any week game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. Its sportsbook is not yet available in your state. That's okay. DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. 
DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Michigan has online gambling, all right? And it could go right to your phone. So Detroit Lions fans shouldn't have to worry. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN. That's a T, two P's, and an N. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So, the Lions down 10 nothing in the first half. Let's talk about the offense in the first half here because it was ugly. <laughs> it was pretty ugly. I... They didn't want I'm a screen pass. They didn't want. They, they seemed determined not to yeah. account for that blitz. It was weird. Yeah, I did not get that at all. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, and you know, and you know they're and they, blitzing. They tried that weird ass, uh, you know, halfback toss throwback to the quarterback. Oh, <laughs> Luckily, Swift's hand got hit in the right direction. Uh, for that to be an incomplete pass, because it could have been a lot yes. uglier uh, early in this game. Yeah. Goff yeah, that's not up, look uh, being good. a fumble Goff like it. There, right. I know. Uh, I was but, expecting more from our offense, uh, especially the passing game, considering the, the way the Chief or the Ravens defense had been the last couple weeks as far as giving right. up yards. But they figured us out. So yeah. I don't know. Now, the yeah, Hawkins, better, though. I think Hawkinson had a pretty quiet game in this one, too, yeah. after uh, two, Waller and Kelsey. Uh, Lit up that defense. Uh, well, was their game plan to take Hawk out of the game. Yeah. They, oh, they, they, they did. It was obvious. They did. You know, some of the uh, the O line, uh, they they. I think this was a big game for them because the youth on that O line kind of showed up in this game because they were getting flustered by all the stunts and twists and blitzes, yeah. and yeah, definitely our worst performance as an offensive line this season so, for I sure. Mean, it it was, but it's a, it's a good chance to learn and grow because these guys are still relatively new playing together, and those are the kind of games where you have to communicate the most. So that'll just help them, you know, build up for the rest of the season and get better against, you know, the next yeah. team. I gotta say, so, like, <laughs> why did it wait? Why did they wait till halftime to discover that? using DeAndre Swift would be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that, that's where... The second half. Especially the way they got the ball to Six them. touches in the first half. Do you think it's our offense, or do you think it is indeed, uh, like, like a lot of people say, that, that are just our wide receiver core is one of the worst in the NFL? Because Jared Goff during our wide receivers has been... It's been pretty ugly this year in terms of consistency uh, compared to his throwing to the running backs and tight ends. Because this is the stats in the game. Khalif Raymond led the team with six catches, 68 yards. But yeah. after that, DeAndre Swift, seven catches, 60 yards. Fells, two for 35. Williams, two for 25. Hawkinson, two for 10. And then our receivers, one for nine. Hodge, one for nine. Cephas, one for two yards. Amon Ross, St. Brown. So very, very little production out of the wide receiver core again this week. Um, and, and the offense didn't tar- start turning it on until we started throwing uh, to the running backs. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, playing against that Ravens defense, so you know you're going to have to do quick, hit, quick hitting stuff, and that generally favors the backs and the tight ends and stuff like that. So I think just by the nature of it, you're not going to get as many passes out to the wide receivers. But 
Uh, as the game went on, though, Cleef Raymond did seem to find uh, some openings out there, which was nice to see. The kid's coming along pretty good. But, yeah, overall, our receiving uh, core is uh, hmm, a little wanting, let's say. I think the problem is that is partly with Goff and his comfortability with the receiving core. I don't think our receiving core is necessarily that bad, but I just don't think he's grown the rapport with them. And he likes to check it down so much that he hasn't really been able to like you notice when he pushes it down the field, he finds these guys, but he's so quick to check down that I think that's been. But this game, he kind of started doing it, and he found Raymond for you know six catches. That was pretty good. I mean, I it's kind of been and Raymond and Raymond dropped a couple too. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, it's been not, a big debate with Goff. I'm just I'm not ready to to poo poo the receiving core yet. I think they just need to continue to grow their their relationship, getting it to each other. Yeah, I'll, I'll poo-poo them. I don't think we have that great of a receiving core at all. I, I mean, agree. we have some decent athletes that are okay, but not like we don't have a true like number one like great receiver. So we're we're a little lacking there. But I think we have enough talent that we can win some games. Obviously, they almost won this one. It's only because they haven't given Cephas his chance yet, Bob. They need to, <laughs> they need to yeah. target him more. His Hall of Fame uh, credentials are dimming right yeah. now. Yeah. No. Oh. I wonder <laughs> if they'll be booing at Cephas's uh, Hall of Fame speech one day. Yeah, it's worth good. Oh yeah, what'd you guys think of that? Uh, I think the fans yeah, are on my side if, with Calvin. If you're unaware, uh, the, the the Lions fans are booing uh, the ownership at Calvin Johnson's halftime uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. <laughs> so uh, the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony, they'll be remember more for the fans booing ownership than the actual player that was being commemorated. He only think. spoke for like 30 seconds, which was bad. But... Oh, really? I didn't see any of that. Did he? I didn't see that. Speech. Owner, I just saw the video yeah. of them booing. They did the get their it. message out to ownership, though. I know we got yeah. some ownership slappies in here, so I don't want to offend them. But uh, <laughs> Bill Ford tough, man. Calvin. Ownership slappies. Whoa. I mean, I, UJ sees them as like parent figures. Like, I don't... <laughs> but uh i don't know someone was talking about discipline i forgot who mother father i don't know but the, the point is i think the fans are more <laughs> what? Are you what are you talking um, about nobody knows what no you're talking about someone, someone in our chat the other day hey, was talking about he's, how he's on a roll has to be disciplined get like, all the like teeth in your, your mouth son or something like sense. what the hell like it's a business like they're players like wait who's getting disciplined i missed uh, someone i don't, I don't know who said that who said in the chat, someone said calvin needs to be disciplined. trying to be more self-disciplined or <laughs> something <laughs> yeah it was oh i mean wild to see. i mean this current owner sheila ford camp isn't the one that made the decision so it's hard to pin it on her uh right now and booing her she's been on the job for what less than five months six months so i I didn't completely understand booing her unless they're just booing, you know, losing for well, the last, her last six, name 55 is years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. You know so yeah. I think, think that's I mean, she does have fans. the power to give Calvin back his money and won't do it. So she's at least partially responsible. Well, she can't just Maybe. do it. I mean, according to the NFL rules, he, they have to pay him for work done or something. But someone said they could have just paid him for showing up that day, right? Just showing up for the, <laughs> the ceremony. Yeah. Up, yeah. There's a lot of loopholes to get around the. I'm sure there is. Oh yeah, I'm sure there is too. Like you go into his pot store and like buy a joint and overpay by like one point dollars <laughs> or, or, or like leave a tip. Like right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, but, but the running game again uh, this week, I thought look, it, it's, at least in the second half it turned up. In the first half, I mean the whole off the offense as a whole in the first half was a little rough. Yes. Um, but in the second half, still so it, it it got better, and this team. Uh, 
again, down 13 nothing. didn't quit, fought all the way back to a game they should have won. Hey, they Z. should have yeah. won this game. Z, what is your opinion on the receiver room? You think uh, you've got the talent there? I see a future. I see a couple future late first round draft picks uh, enhancing that room <laughs> for <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, especially the way the receivers have come out of the draft the last few years, um, I, I think there's a lot of talent coming through the college ranks in the wide receiver uh, core. So I, I don't have the list of draft people in front of me right now, but yeah, no, I just um, wonder there's, there's a lot current of, crop, but we there's have. a lot of room for improvement. You, you're you're yeah. telling me a guy like Devonte Smith would instantly improve this offense. Then that, that's just, that's crazy talk. Cause I, I, it absolutely yeah. would. There's no doubt about it. I, I agree. With you. And it, it, totally. it, it sucks. And you, we talk about Jared Goff and it's hard to evaluate him when you have a group of receivers that there's not a true one number, number one wide receiver in this. Um, in this group, maybe maybe Rudd Dog says Quintus Cephas. Give but, him a uh, shot. There's nothing that's shown that he is that guy. Um, so it, that's why it's hard to fully evaluate Goff when he doesn't have a guy uh, that that's a true number one. And we thought Tyrell Williams maybe could do that, but he, no, he's hurt again. So and that, that that's kind of been his career. Although it was Goff's fault that he got hurt probably in the first place. Was um, yeah. But so, yeah, I, I I would like to see more out of Amon Ross St. Brown. He I've seen some really good blocks out of him in the run game, but we have barely yeah. targeted him. I know, especially because he was my rookie pick to click. So that's disappointing. Especially because he's the slot <laughs> guy. Bad. I thought the check he'd be getting some of that check down stuff, but it hasn't happened. It, it, it's it's nice seeing those receivers blocking. Though I'm telling you, you just watch Hawk when he's not Hawk. That guy, man, he's unbelievable. He's such a good blocker. You key on him and run in the run game. He's incredible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far, Hawkinson is is painting out like the, the pick that we picked him at. Uh, unlike yeah. Eric Ebron. And we're getting a lot more value out of Hawkinson than we ever did out of Ebron. That's that's for certain. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's uh you know much of a debate right there. That is yeah, so I say one, one more thing about this team though. Uh if, if we're comparing to last year and, and in the Patricia era, just one thing that stands out to me is this team has made adjustments at halftime in every game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to, Absolutely. for the better. And I mean, we never did under Patricia. We, we kept doing the same thing over and over again at nauseum. And this guy did there. These guys are making adjustments. They're changing, they're changing things up and, they're, Wait, and it's working. What did we do with the Packer game? That was better in the second half. Well, we changed. <laughs> we just didn't. I think we the issue the is way in that game, yeah. but I mean, I agree with you, General. I just make I think yeah, the issue is we're still only seeing one good half a week. We haven't yet pulled it together yeah. for a full game. But I do You're agree right. that You're the adjustments right. are are encouraging. Who's a player that you guys want to see more out of going forward here that you you thought might be playing a little better? Because I have one, but I'm curious. Anwud Zarike. Yeah, I mean, he was hurt, and then he, and then they're working him yeah. slowly in. So I, I, I just I want know. to see more out of him. Yes, yeah, sure I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Someone you want to see playing better? You're saying? Yeah, I mean, my the guy for me is Jonah Jackson. I I, I thought we'd see him take another big step up this year, and he's kind of yeah. uh, he's been either mediocre or less mediocre. In this game, I mean, he had a holding penalty and then a stupid unsportsmanlike yeah. in back to back plays that hurt us. Um, in the first half, for moving the ball at all. Yeah, that was awful. Um, and I, I've not seen. <laughs> out of him the kind of uh you know projected uh growth step up yeah the, the growth that we'd want to see out of him 
Yeah, he better be careful, man. Logan Stenberg's right there waiting. To... <laughs> and he was in Maybe. there two plays, by the way. He so was in he's... for two plays. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he's making his way in there. Look out. I would uh I would pick a Amon Ross St. Brown as my guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you don't expect too much from him, but I was just kinda hoping he was gonna step up and surprise people. I, I mean he, he might be a decent player, but I don't usually as a rookie you're not gonna come right out of the gate and be awesome. But uh I think he could do a little more than he's been doing so far. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. do you think it's more on him, though, or the, the offensive scheme that we're running? A little bit of both. Probably a little of both, I think. You know, if you're getting open, they'll they'll find you eventually. That's true. I mean, th- this is just an offense that targeted that targets a tight end and running back so much. Uh, yeah, because we have great running backs and a tight end, and our everyone else is not that good. So there's a reason yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Bob. I'm with you on that one. Go to your best players. I would say Barnes yeah. for me. Uh, I know he hasn't played much, and he got his first really chance this week, but uh, he's the guy I really want to see more of stepping up. And I, I think he will as time goes by, but uh, he's the guy I would like to see. Yeah, I like that they're giving him a chance now. I like that. Definitely. And and then the next question I had uh, in terms of this game and just going forward, um, Dan Campbell, do we have faith that he can manage – uh, the games properly. At the, do you have faith going forward that he can manage these games properly um, in crunch time? This time is, there's a lot of questionable uh, calls in this, and then his time in Miami, too. Uh, there's a couple, um, at least for that eight-game stint that he had in Miami, there's a couple questionable game management things going on down there as well. Time will tell, yeah. honestly. We're just going to have to see more. Well, yeah. so early. I kind of have faith in him. I know at the end of the first half of the Green Bay game, people thought he should have managed the clock differently, but that was kind of what he wanted to do. Um, right. I think it was it was by design, and I think so far you might not like his choices, but I don't think he's caught like a deer in the headlights. Like, well, what, what down is it? What what time is it? You know, like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so right, right. I think he'll grow in the end of the job. I, I haven't seen any. Horrible red flags yet. What are you guys? Thinking? I feel the same way, Bob. I, he, I, there's some questionable calls at the end of that play, but none of it was like egregious miscalculations or any of the obvious bad calls. It's all a matter of philosophy and what you think would have been the right thing to do. Um, whether you think you know running it three times and then taking the kick, or, or uh, rushing only three guys to keep an extra guy in coverage. You know, I agree that generally I'd want to send aggression, but it's not like an egregious mistake. And the uh, rushing three guys was an egregious mistake. Okay, that was an egregious, horrible, terrible mistake. I had to wonder. We've seen it year after year, and they, it never works. And he did it. Why? Wow. Anyway, the rest of that I have I faith in him, and uh, I think he's going to just keep getting better at the job. I have to wonder if this is a reflection of his faith in the offense, like. Do you think if he knew he had the receivers and he knew he had the quarterback, maybe he's like, yeah, we can go for the jugular here. Like, let's go get the touchdown. Uh, or do you think that's just well, going to be his philosophy forever? Well, they were. He should have had a little faith because they had scored seven red zone trips in a row. They had scored touchdowns. And that that's was true. they took a field goal that time. Right, I, and I was a little worried actually about that field goal because this is a guy that just got signed off the practice squad, and that guy looked scared to death. <laughs> he, he was, he, he, before he his field so goal, he was standing there for like 
five minutes. There was like a timeout and a, like a long weird break going on. That he was standing there forever. I was getting I he was super po- nervous. Pooping in his pants there. He was really. He looked scared to me. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I won't lose the faith yet. Uh, that's for that's that's for sure. No. no. What about? Justin Tucker, though, damn that guy! I, I was at that. I was at that last Ravens game where we had the thing won, yeah. and then he had to kick a sixty-one yarder, and we're just like, we were like from elation to like misery. I'm sure the people at this game felt the same thing. It was just like oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah. when I, when I when I knew they were lining up for the sixty-six yarder, I'm like, I, I don't feel good about this for the Lions. I was the same way. I didn't. I bet everybody else good. watching that was not a Lions fan's like, no way he's gonna make us. Every yeah. Lions fan Lions watching is, like, he's this is going in. There's no doubt about it. You're right, Z. You're exactly right. That's so true. Oh, my goodness. It's another reason to go for the touchdown, though. Like, everyone knows Tucker's the best kicker in football, and we left it on his foot. And he made us look like fools, and he made Campbell look like a fool. I think if you get a touchdown there, there's no way Lamar Jackson drives the whole field for a touchdown. No, no chance. He just had one decent-sized pass or run, and that was it. But yeah. Well, the other side too is you, you throw one incomplete pass there, and you you leave an extra thirty forty seconds in the clock. Right. And, you know, it's a risk. And instead of a, instead of a minute, they might have had a minute and a half or almost two minutes. You know, so I don't know. You know, it, here's a way to think about it. Dan Campbell put us in the position to win. It, pro- probability wise, we should have won that game like ninety nine point nine 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 point percent of the time. Because right. No one's ever made a 66-yard field goal in the history of the NFL. Yeah. It's just, oh, my God. It's just like. That's going to stand a ah! long time, boys. <laughs> Why? Always against the Lions. It's unbelievable. I know. Tom Dempsey back in 1971 or whatever the hell he We should do like a Detroit Lions, like a memory, uh, memories museum, but it's like all the best plays that happened against us. It's probably like some like great. Well, a museum of horrors, yeah. right? Halloween's coming up right <laughs> around the corner. It, it's like, <laughs> they probably have some really remarkable moments in there. Records broken. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just unbelievable how it always happens to the Lions. It it it, no, it just it always does. That, People talk about curses and stuff, but it, it's hard not to think about it when it just yeah. happens all the time. It just doesn't it suck yeah. like when everyone looks up like longest field goal NFL history, they're gonna see the Lions just all over it. Stunned. Yeah, yeah. That'll probably stand for the rest of our lives. I think. I don't think we'll see a 67 yarder for. A long I, time. I agree. Matt, with you. Matt Prater tried well. to break it earlier in the day with a 68 yard field goal, and which got ran. Jamar, <laughs> Jamal Agnew ran it back for the Jaguars. Jamal Agnew, by the way, a punt and a now a kick return for a touchdown oh. this year. He's two special teams return for touchdown. Lions going at it. Um, are, were you guys a little surprised in that field goal that we couldn't get a hand up there to block it, considering he took like a crow hop before he? <laughs> Yeah, he uh, took an it. extra step, didn't he? Because of the yeah. power he needed. Yeah, he took a crow hop. Uh, like like a baseball player in the outfield trying to throw out somebody at home. Like, they take a crow hop before the big throw. Uh, uh, Justin Tucker took an extra, like, split second to block it. I, I just thought the block attempt was not our greatest effort. No. I'm not surprised. They have a good kicking team there. I don't I don't think. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Just curious. Something I thought about. I but, agree. Uh, it's something to think about. I'll yeah, but I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Like, some of these losses that we're going through our history were like really devastating. To me, this wasn't.
quite on that scale just because I'm kind of philosophically, I know what the rebuild's all about, and, I, and I'm seeing progress from the team, which I like. I mean, obviously, I want the win, but uh, right. it, didn't, it didn't destroy my soul like some of these old losses. No. Did. I, I think, <laughs> I think they're true. getting better. I think it's it's they're in the right direction. I, I could be wrong. I agree. There's like a sense confident. of of enjoying the journey that we're on right now too beyond just that you know just a oh, win let's win like we're watching a team grow from uh, a bunch of yeah, young kids yeah. and to hopefully campbell's got a great philosophy on this he know he knows they're gonna go through rough times you just want guys that are gonna pers- persevere through it and uh, i don't know I, just, I think they're buying into that attitude too they're not getting down on themselves they're they're excited about you know eventually winning here mm-hmm and we'll be talking about it later this week, but this is a great opportunity for the Lions to, you know, make a statement against this Bears team that's really struggling right now. I, I think if the Lions win this game, Matt Nagy could be fired by the Bears. That'd be a nice little, uh, nice little present for them. I, really I think a lot of Bears fans are actually those. rooting for us, honestly, this upcoming yeah, week. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> they are. I really I hope like we get Justin all. Fields. I, I mean, did you see the Bears average one point one yards per uh, yeah. play? One. That that was the second lowest. In the last century of, I know, oh, 47 oh, yards of offense. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a lot of uh, memes out there. Like Dustin Tucker's kick was longer than the entire yardage of Bears' offense against yeah. the Browns. <laughs> so it could have been worse today, I guess. That would have been a lot worse to watch than the effort of the Lions uh, put out today. So yeah, yeah, true. Uh, uh, always a, mor- a moral victory, I guess. Another moral victory uh, for us. We're all about there those. No moral victories. <laughs> this is all about growth. <laughs> we lead the league in moral yeah. victories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we always hold Where's our moral head up high on it. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Yeah, we dominate that. Shouldn't we be in that already, the moral <laughs> Super Bowl? We just automatically think, get the I think we're the defending champs year. 27 yeah. years in a row. <laughs> I wonder who we'd play in the moral Super Bowl. Like, the Browns? Uh... The Browns? Did you, did you say the Browns? I said the Browns, yeah. yeah. That was my that was the one that came to mind. Yeah, the Browns are the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings have missed a million field goals to in, in clutch situations as well, I know. Uh, but yeah. being a Vikings fan's gotta be weird. Such an up and down franchise. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. You know I think that's gonna wrap it talking up. Talking about the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. We're reacting to everything that happened in week three on an unbelievable uh, loss on a 66-yard field goal. NFL history. Tough, tough, tough pill to swallow. But Dan Campbell, this is his time to coach them up, get their minds right, you know, new week of football. And there's still 14 games left in the season. It's a long season with that 17 games. Uh, And especially a very winnable game against the Bears coming up here that can really right the ship in the right direction and change uh and let us forget all about the 66 yard and the penalty nonsense i hope so yeah 14 and 3 <laughs> should still make the playoffs so just remember that <laughs> yeah exactly by the way i wish i'd give rid of them pajamas they wear on those uniforms those, i don't like this hey uh the silver one yeah i don't like the don't you have the silver jersey i have the silver jersey i like it i don't like it you hey, i thought you had one i do but <laughs> Doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't it was a gift. I didn't want gift, it. Damn it! Uh-uh. <laughs> I tried to give it back. How did? Well, uh, well, whoever gave you that gift doesn't know about it. <laughs> hey, uh, how did we do in our predictions this week? 
Uh, well, I think 0-4. Oh, man. It's a rough week for us, too. Oh, man. We we were exactly the same as the Lions this week. Although, I will tell you this about our predictions. We gave the Lions more of a chance than anybody in the media was willing to give up. That's for certain. And we were almost right. A lot of people thought this would be a complete blowout, and we should have won this game. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. So, you know, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Keep just drinking the blue Kool-Aid out there. You know, we got the right mindset here. Um, and, uh, you know, just pass this podcast around to the other people that, you know, maybe maybe they need a little blue Kool-Aid in their life. You know, pass hey. this to them. Let them know. We're, not, we're here. We're drinking it with you and for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, drink, we drink for the, the millions <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you kids, you know, when you're in class, you know, keep a little earbud in, listen to the pod, tune the teacher out. It's cool, man. A little Kool-Aid in your coffee cup. <laughs> we'll teach you Teacher's more than a classroom up. can. <laughs> exactly. So, gentlemen, thank you. Um, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back later this week. Uh, looking forward to week four where the Lions underdogs traveling to Chicago against the Bears. The Lions are three-point underdogs right now, you guys, uh, going in that game. So Ooh, easy money I, taking time line. to yep, hammer the Lions' money line or free money. Uh, I got a lot of. I had a lot of Bears fans tell me like Lions underdogs. I'm not like they hate their team. It's really funny. No one uh, hates the Bears more than Bears fans. <laughs> right. Uh, so, all right, gentlemen. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, please download this. Please subscribe and please leave a review. Really appreciate it. Instagram, drinking blue Kool Aid. Twitter at drinking lions. Please follow us on there, um, and we'd really appreciate it. Let us know your thoughts about this last uh, game and the craziness. And do you still have faith in Campbell? Or are you still drinking blue Kool Aid? We'd like to know. So please go on there. Uh, but otherwise, we really appreciate you listening. Look forward uh, to talking about week four later this week with blue Kool Aid crew. And thanks to our producer Kid J as well for all the work he does in the podcast. Um, but gentlemen, last but not least, as always, go, go, go. Lions! Woo! Oh yeah! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock! Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go! Go. Lions! We did it! We did it! All right, all right. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.